I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Well, there's no question in my mind that any kind of performance is related to what the brain is telling you to do, whether good, bad, or indifferent. What do you think about performance psychology, Nikki? Well, this is definitely your area of expertise, (laughs) (laughs) given that you are a sports psychologist. But yeah, no, well, I mean, I guess I would, I would say, you know, I I don't think there's anything we do. Our brain doesn't want to get involved in. So yeah, when it comes to, to do, to do, I guess what I would say to doing something that's got a public element to it, where like either, you know, like the, the folks you work with, like athletes where they're literally like performing, you know, they're doing a sport in front of like thousands, thousands of fans or I don't know, performance like at work, like maybe you're being like evaluated by your boss yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I think like the brain gets turned up in terms of like turns the dial up or the volume up on the volume goes up, it tries to value, evaluate, you know, what we're doing. It sure does. And it's not that because it has nothing to do with, first of all, I don't even really see myself as a sports psychologist, but I think any psychologist or any person working in any kind of behavioral health arena is looking at performance and you are too. There's no question mm-hmm. that you are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I, I, but I'm more thinking like, um, you know, just, just the content of what you focus yeah. on, you know what I mean? It's like, a bit, you know, I, I wouldn't say that every, I, I wouldn't say like every session I'm doing, like I'm focusing on performance. Like that wouldn't be case, but it's definitely something that <laughs> definitely me, something, part of human experience. I definitely talk about it, but I think me either. I do. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe, but, but I don't yeah, think. Well, and I think, well, that's one important differentiation, actually, because in the world of sports psychology or sport and performance psychology, Mm -hmm. there are people with different schools of thought, like anything else. Mm -hmm. But in particular, the biggest distinction exists between people that are doing this work that say it's just performance. And there's another school that says it's behavioral health and performance. Mm, And so, as you might imagine, I live in the it's behavioral health and performance world. Yes. I was going to say, and the latter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, because yeah, we don't, I, I like to say, we don't throw out, I say to my students, I always go, we don't throw out any babies with any bathwater, like <laughs> all the human stuff, right? It's, like we, yeah. all the things we're going to like take care yeah. of, like all the things into consideration. Yeah. So there's some people that are just dressing the babies and they're not doing nothing with the bathwater. And I think you, you, <laughs> you got to do both. So yeah, so, yeah you got to do both. You got to you got to do both. I believe. I mean, so I there's obviously going to be people out there who don't uh, agree with that. So that's why. So to break that down, there are people that just do mental skills training, um, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, just mental performance, and mm-hmm. th- that can be visualization. That's what it was back in the day, sort mm-hmm. of like second wave. Um, uh-huh. I think there. I believe that there's a little bit less and less of that happening now, and here's why. Because mm-hmm. mindfulness now exists and is, on, you know, everyone's aware of that. And so what I found, both as a mindful practitioner, a Zen teacher and psychologist, that how are you going to have someone visualize if we can't stay, remain in sustained attention? Right. So like. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Very, very good point. <laughs> it was just it was just the scientist in me that was like, so you're walking somebody through a visualization who can probably maintain attention for about 10 to 15 seconds. So if you're trying to do like uh, a football, even a football play is longer than 10 to 15 seconds, you know, mm-hmm. um, or like if, for me with swimming, you know, if I'm doing a 200, that's about a minute and 30 seconds or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so to, to, to think about s- 
walking someone through that for that amount of time, they are going to get distracted. And that's why mindfulness has to come in for the brain to exercise it, to understand how to then, um, how it affects performance. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so in addition to, uh, mindfulness and, you know, maybe sometimes using visualization with folks, like what are some of the other things that you do to help, um, to help improve or enhance performance? Well, one of the things we've said before in different episodes, education, you know, and so education and preparation are key. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of like intangibles. So another yeah. thing that comes up is like confidence. Yeah. Um, you know, so, which is linked. So everything's linked, but sort of intangible. Like, so, you know, because because let me just ask you this. Like, what is confidence to you? And like, I'm sure you've worked with someone who is not confident. Um, and so, you know, like, how would you maybe work through that with somebody? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, you know, obviously as you would imagine, similar to you, I talk about confidence a lot with people. And so what most people will say to me is I'll do this thing. That's hard. Once I feel confident and I'll say, yeah, that would be really nice. Wouldn't it? (laughs) It would be nice. (laughs) I'm like, unfortunately, we build confidence um, by doing the thing that's hard when we feel scared. That's right. So I'm like, you got to do the hard thing first. And that, and that builds, and that builds confidence. Confidence comes after we, we have to be willing on the front end to actually not feel confident and take a risk. Yeah. I love that. And what I, what is this metaphor is, Hey, Shakira, if you're listening, um, you can maybe be like a sponsor for us, but I always say oh, like, she- <laughs> dream, yeah. dream, yeah, total dream. dream. <laughs> uh, hey, Paisa, mira, bang yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, please. <laughs> wow. um, anyway, go ahead. But I would say like, even she would feel, ner- I don't know this, but I would assume that she's going to feel slightly nervous before she goes to perform in front of hundreds of thousands of people, you know, sure, because that's just human. human. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Jinx. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's performance. So performance psychology is simply learning that you're going to, what you're going to feel and kind of similarly to like, you know, also like compassion, you know, having compassion for Mm -hmm. yourself when you're about to perform, understanding anxiety and panic, you know, other episodes that we've all, you know, Mm -hmm. that we've covered on Mm -hmm. here, Um, all of that links. And so a lot of times in every one of my offices, which we've talked about, I have a whiteboard. Um, Mm -hmm. You probably do too. Or no, not anymore. Well, no, it's, it's, I, I I do draw things still, but I'll like use it on my iPad. But I, I know. But yes, I I do like to draw. I do like to draw visuals for people. Yeah. The reason you don't have a whiteboard is because your offices are so pretty that now they don't fit with the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that's true. <laughs> also, yeah, it's yeah, still I know. the aesthetic, but yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But <laughs> but the whiteboards are important because it's you know especially like performers are are, are very many can be visual, um, and so mm-hmm. being able to like show the pattern of like how the physical mm-hmm. sensations sort of like you know tap mm-hmm. into the brain then, and then the brain gets all crazy right. thinking mm-hmm. this is like. So, so, mm-hmm. so we just, you know, education is a big piece of the performance work as well. Um, as we've said before, like, I, it's also important just to rule out any other sort of medical things going on, Sure, you know, um, uh, and just like if things are getting in the way of performance, you're saying yes, like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I think we do that always, yeah. right? Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Though it's always a good reminder just because, you know, we don't, um, we just want to stay curious, right? Like there's yes. bodies, a, is a, you know, a complicated, it's a complicated, uh, you know, we're complicated organisms here, but yes, we are. Um, so we want to pay attention to all the all the possibilities of what could be contributing to you know something not working the way we wanted to. But yes. you know what was coming to my mind as you were talking, Pete, is you know how we talk a lot about in this podcast about human brains can get rigid about anything, you know, yes. and because um, you know this is like I guess I'll say it's sort of like we're like a cross section uh, of things going on in the culture right now, but like because mindfulness is something that people are more aware of these days, right? And understand mm-hmm. the benefits of it. 
And because at least for Pete and I, we're Americans, we work in, um, in American culture and society. Our society tends to be um, over-attached to the value of productivity. Yeah. You know, one thing that I think we have to actually really watch when it comes to performances, you know, there's been a lot of, um, I've read some articles about this, you know, where companies and corporations are yeah. trying to like, you like utilize mindfulness to like push performance. Like it's got to yeah. make their, like to basically make more money, you know? And, and yeah. I do think, you know, look, there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve performance. Obviously that's like a useful thing in a lot of sure. contexts, but we also want to watch that of like, it can't be like more, more, better, better, better. Like we got to make room for um, not doing things perfectly and <laughs> knowing yeah. what our limitations are and things like that. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's something that has been coming up at all in, in your work, like specifically with performance, like people sort of want to like keep, you know, pushing the pedal, the metal around that stuff. No, yes, because because that's what that's what it's the culture we live in, especially in, yeah. here in the West. You know, so I think that yeah. it, in the East that would be less common, but in the West, it's right. It's, you know, I, when you were saying that, what came to my mind was motivational interviewing, which some companies got a hold of, and they were trying to like utilize this to just manipulate some performance. Which, you know, which is a bummer because it's like these, yeah. especially motivational motivational interviewing. By the way, if listeners aren't familiar with it, it's a wonderful, wonderful evidence-based treatment, yeah. um, often used um, with substance uh, abuse and dependence. But it's about um, it's it's really quite mindful in a lot of ways. Like it's oh, yeah. that's such a bummer. It's like it's not it's it's not intended to like get somebody to do something. It's actually like focusing on somebody's inherent choice and willingness in in yep. moving their life in the direction they want to go. Just like our episode on willingness, yeah. So yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'll, I'll approach it as you might not be surprised behaviorally. Um, yes. but then I always think about things holistically strength-based and from a wellness lens. So I think holistically means that it's got just it's mind, body, spirit. It's got to be everything about the person, you know, general practitioner involved, like whoever else needs to be involved um, has to be strength-based, you know, so looking at, um, you know, you can't make like a lefty righty right away, you know? And so mm -hmm. if you just have to work with what is and just build upon the mm -hmm. strengths, you know, not everyone's meant mm -hmm. to be an extrovert, for example. So some people yes. mm -hmm. performance is just going into a business meeting. It doesn't have to yes. be Shakira and on a stage. It could just be about right. managing a, a, a boardroom. Right. And then yes. wellness is like all the other stuff that's involved with is, you know, that that also feeds into performance. So you have to have, mm -hmm. you know, like Tom Brady has this whole like uh, army of people caring for him um, because that's mm -hmm. what you need, you know, to to truly, I no, you don't need it. But obviously at that level, when you have those resources, that will contribute to performance uh, significantly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like you're, you, I mean, again, not surprising, but you are working to actually just help people like work within um, like not only like realistic expectations of oneself, but also like what's workable for their particular yes. life and situation, right? Like not everybody's Tom Brady or Shakira. That's okay. That doesn't mean, you right. know, you can't work on like being um, the most effective you in whatever context that is and whatever yeah. that means. Oh, but a beautiful way to reframe that Nikki. Oh, oh well, thank you. <laughs> well, so, you know, this is just a little introduction to what performance is. Everyone's doing it all the time. Um, and so maybe just listeners think about where your performance is, you know, can you integrate it more and in fully into your life so that you're intentionally just like in a mindful way with on purpose, stepping in performing and letting go and accepting where you're at. This has been when East meets West. I'm Dr. Pete Economo. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. Be present, be brave. 
This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Ruman. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.